The following is a hoop ball presentation. My name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoopball Dallas Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Brady, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the Super Bowl, games on Tuesday night, Thursday night, and all in between. And you know me. You know that I don't give my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched up halfway to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with mybookie.com. Okay, again, my name is Lawrence Brooks. This is the Hoopball Dallas Mavericks podcast, and I am not as excited about this game as I initially was. But before I get into that, let me let me lead with love because clearly tonight was just a bad game. Flush it and move on. The Dallas Mavericks were clearly missing Kristaps Porzingis. Um, they're start they're on this road trip, and so sometimes when you sometimes when you're traveling, you just don't have all your energy. And tonight, while they started out trying to play with a lot of energy, it just didn't finish that way. So minus Porzingis, minus Maxi Kleber, they were a little shorthanded on the front line, and this is the wrong team to be shorthanded against because Joel Embiid is an MVP candidate and likely the best big man in the league. Some people might say Nikola Jokic, but Joel Embiid is a very worthy candidate if in fact that's who you choose. Now, I say that because I said I'm leading with love, so I want to throw out the benefit of the doubt in terms of them just not being at full strength. However, we have to keep in mind that the 76ers are just a better team than the Dallas Mavericks right now. In all in all facets of the game, I mean, just the talent that they have, how they're playing, the way they shoot the ball, um, the way they rebound, I mean, just overall pound for pound, the way they defend, pound for pound, they're just a better basketball team. And again, I keep coming back to this where... And some of this is some of this is a direct result of reading the Twitter sphere <laughs> and just looking at the tea leaves out there in terms of the vibe that's going on around the Dallas Mavericks. You would think that the Dallas Mavericks are a top three seed that's just having a struggling season. And that's not the case. We have to remember this team finished in seventh last year. Seventh place. So the additions they made, they didn't make any splashy acquisitions to this roster in terms of like another all-star or some big time superstar role player guy 
they just added more complementary pieces to the puzzle and kept relatively um, the same roster that they had last year. So while I came in with a lot of optimism, with a lot of hope, and thinking that this team could really could really do some damage, I also have to keep in fact keep in mind the fact that this team was in seventh place last year and they didn't make any real any real additions to the team that are true game changers in the fact that there's somebody you can rely on nightly as an all-star level guy. And that's just the facts. I mean, so you take tonight, like I said, they started out play with a ton of energy. And I love the way they were competing, but it quickly faded and the Philly uh, Philadelphia 76ers went on a big run in the second quarter that almost that almost made the game feel as if this was all this was always going to be Philly's game no matter if the Dallas Mavericks were going to fight back or not. And so they go into halftime. When they come back out, the third quarter is where things really turned. The Mavericks got it to within 7 points and from there on the 76ers went on a 33 to 14 run. And some of what happened in tonight's game well, a lot of what happened in tonight's game were that Philly just clamped down on the Mavericks. And it pretty much turned the faucet off for anything they were trying to do offensively, which is basically very Luka-centric. Ben Simmons was the, was the, was the defender with the assignment on Luka, and he did an excellent job. And when you look at when you look at the when you look at how they defended the Mavericks, not only did they shut down passing lanes and cut off the pick and roll game for Luca, and which would made it much easier because your floor stretcher Kristaps Porzingis was not there, it really limited his options offensively. And there were just you can, if you want to see how well they defended these guys, just look at Tim Hardaway's numbers. He only shot four threes. That's not normal. Jalen only shot three. Josh Richardson shot four, which is, uh, it is what it is. But overall, this this team, and excuse me, I did say, I have to go back because I meant to, I had Maxi Cleave in my head for not playing this game. That was an accident. He did play. My apologies. Very irresponsible. But nonetheless, I was thinking of I was thinking of him missing or being out with the injury prior. Anyway, back to the game at hand. With Kristaps being out, the pick and roll game is really tough to to execute because you don't have guys that stretch the floor like he does. And so when you have Ben Simmons defending Luca, a guy who can cut off the pick and roll, but also make it very ineffective because of his length and ability to recover. And the same thing goes for their perimeter defenders in general. They had guys with long arms who can deflect passes, which they got a ton of tonight, or it seemed as if they got a ton of them, and it makes it harder to swing the ball. So when it's harder to swing the ball, it's harder to get shots off. You just don't get them off the same way, and you're not in rhythm, and you can't shoot like you normally would. Now, speaking of shooting, Luca was he had 19 points, four assists, three rebounds tonight, seven turnovers, seven. And part of him not playing as well tonight 
was also due to the fact that he had so many turnovers. I mean, this team overall had 22 turnovers, and they're one of the better teams in the league at not turning the ball over. They're they're in the top five in terms of teams with with a minimum amount. Of, they they're around 11 uh, turnovers or so per game, which puts them in the top five. They really take care of the basketball, but tonight was the exact opposite of that, and. For as well as I mean, Lucas shot three for six from the three point line, and he in this month alone he's been shooting about upwards middle about thirty four I mean about thirty six thirty seven percent. But this is his best shooting month probably of his career from the three point line, and it still didn't matter tonight as they've been humming along offensively. But tonight again, the Philadelphia seventy sixers were able to do an incredible job closing down the passing lane getting out on shooters, forcing these guys to make decisions that they weren't customarily making throughout the run while they have been winning games. So, yes, I'm disappointed in the game tonight, but we have to keep in mind that you're allowed to lose. Like, you're going to lose games. It's going to happen. This team, they were on a great run. They've got their feet back under them. But you're going to have bad games, and tonight was definitely a bad game. Now, with that being said, I think it's still reasonably okay to say if you predicted that the Mavericks weren't going to win this game, you aren't completely out of your mind. I mean, they're playing against the number one team in the East that has been that has been clicking all season long, one of the better defensive teams, and you roll into there without your top big man, and you're relying on Luka to make it happen. He can't average, you know, a 40-point triple-double or anything relatively close to that just to keep them to be competitive and win games. That's unrealistic. They will have to get more contribution from other guys. And so that leads me to my next point. The front court, it was very apparent in tonight's game, just watching their front, the Mavericks front court versus the Philadelphia 76ers front court, the Mavs need help. And I don't know in what fashion it's going to come. I don't know if they're going to get that this year. I don't know if they're going to get it in free agency next season, this, this upcoming uh, off season, or if they're going to make a trade. But they have to figure out a way to get better production from their front court. I really was exercising patience with Dwight Powell as a guy who was coming back from a a really bad injury, thinking he could get his mojo back. He's not defending as well as I would have anticipated. Um, Maxi Kleba, he doesn't look like he's all the way back from the COVID situation. And maybe it's a little bit of that and just inconsistent play, but he hasn't necessarily been the same guy. Although I think he's still, I still have faith in him. I still have faith that these guys can make plays but they just need to have better talent on the roster in the front court. And then you got Porzingis, who is not defending well at the rim or on the perimeter. And so it just leaves you with a bevy of guys. And then obviously with Willie Colley-Stein, who has had some good stretches, but he's also another guy who's limited. He had a, a dunk tonight that he missed. And he's an athletic guy, but didn't look like it much tonight. And they just need a few guys with girth. And then... Boban Marjanovic, they just had to play. They had to put him in there out of necessity. I actually like him. I think he's good in spurts. But again, his foot speed isn't what they need out there for anything more than short, st- short stints, whether guys in foul trouble or you just need to get a breather. 
So they have to get better in their front court. And tonight, it was very clear that they were just outmanned. Obviously, they don't have anyone to deal with Joel Embiid. But then when you go to their backups, I mean, Dwight Howard had 14 points and 8 rebounds in 16 minutes. 16 minutes. And he had 3 blocks. He had 3 blocks by himself. The Mavericks had 9 blocks as a team. So that just goes to show you the type of paint presence the Mavericks have versus what the Philadelphia 76ers have. And so I think they just have to get better. They need some more playmakers on the perimeter as well. I don't think this is working out the way they thought that it would. But again, this team has been playing well. They they seem to have gotten a rhythm in terms of what they can do, especially when Porzingis is on the court. But tonight was just one of those games where I didn't necessarily they were clearly undermanned and they were clearly the underdog in this game and they lost this game predictably as a team who was coming in as such so I don't want to get on them too much because I still think that they can make some they can still make some noise in the west they just played a better team tonight and sometimes that happens but some of the things that they could take away from this game is Luka can't do it on his own they need more than just Porzingis and this might be an uh a problem that they can't solve this season, but they'll need to address it this offseason. And I know there's, you know, there's there's rumblings on Porzingis being traded. There's people who think he should stay. There's people who think he should go. I'm one who it's probably unrealistic to say that they can keep him and then add another piece. But if they want to take this season as what it is and then go in and then play the free agency game next year and land one of the big fish that'll be out there, that's not a bad idea. But I think it's still I think it'll still be addition by subtraction if you move on from Porzingis because I don't know what you can I don't know what his value will be on the market if you're trying to trade him unless you're going to get, you know, more perimeter oriented which they still will need to address their front court. So tonight's game Jalen Brunson cooled off a little bit after being really after playing really well. James Johnson gave them some decent minutes, but he has to drive to the basket. He was shooting the ball, and I don't think he should be shooting. I mean, he only had five shots, but overall, I think his strength is defense and the versatility he offers there. Also, as a guy who's in a can kind of be a pseudo assist man on offense, he's just a Swiss Army knife type. So you're never going to get one specific thing out of him. And I think that Dorian Finney-Smith, I mean, he's been playing well for the most part, but again, tonight he was two for seven. He only had six points. Um, just a quiet night for everyone all around playing against a team that's been playing fairly dominant throughout the year. And tonight was no different. And they just happened to be the, the next victim on their schedule, so to speak. So I don't want to pour too much into this loss because they're not even on the same level as the 76ers in terms of talent and ability and, you know, season season production. But it is something that you can look to and say, hey, a team like this. These, this is what we want to strive to be. These are the things we need, which is more front court help, more perimeter help for Luka. And I think they will be on their way to being a team that can be like a Philadelphia 76ers. But when you got Joel Embiid, who's an MVP candidate, and then you got Ben Simmons, who is might be the front runner for defensive player of the year as a, at the point guard position. I mean, no one... The point guard, no one has won defensive player at the point guard position since Gary Payton. So 
if he wins it, that just shows you the type of rarefied company that he's in. So we have to leave tonight at what it is. Flush it. Get ready for the game. Now, they play the Nets on Saturday, and that's not going to be any easier either. So hopefully we get Porzingis back, but it doesn't look like it. Um, they showed him in the game, and he had he came out of the tunnel, and he had a back brace on. You could see it through his shirt. So um, so I don't want to get – but, you know, they can play inspired, and Luka can have a magical game at any moment. And so Saturday can really be a showdown. I'm really looking forward to it to see how they rise to the occasion regardless of the situation because they've shoot, they've been shooting the ball a little better although tonight between the turnovers and the bad shooting they were doomed to begin with i mean they shot 41% from the field that's not going to cut it 41% from the field 22 turnovers you're bound to lose and probably lose big so so anyway again they play saturday they play the nets and i really want to see how they compete Crossing my fingers that we get Porzingis back because it would be great to be fully loaded playing against a team that's so high-powered, although they won't have Kevin Durant. But, you know, they have, to, they have to put their shoes on just like the Mavericks do, and anybody can lose any given night. And with Luka on your team, you always have a chance. Literally, he's that special. So, um, so that does it for this pod. Sorry that we didn't get the win. Um and it'll be it'll be fine because I think regardless, no matter what, they don't play in the East. They play in the West and they'll probably be in the play in scenario and they'll be able to find their way from there. But it'll be interesting to see if the Mavericks want to make any moves personnel wise at the trade deadline. So that's it for tonight. Again, thank you. God, thank everyone for listening. Um, please go to everywhere on all streaming platforms. Download, subscribe to the Hootball Mavericks podcast. I'm your host, Lawrence Brooks. You can catch me on Twitter at HootballMavs and at LBSaidIt. That's L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T. Talk to you guys soon. Go Mavs. This has been a HoopBall presentation.